0: The Ewan Grant Podcast, The Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to the Ewan Graham podcast, and welcome to everyone joining me on the Listener app. In today's podcast, after an absolutely massive start to Fringe, it continues during the course of the week. Tally Teekle and I are going to talk about it in a moment. Sarah Philpott, the CEO of the Agabee City Council, is going to join me talking all about the Valley Lakes and what is taking place after the fire that burned 50-odd hectares there. And Frank DiGiorgio and I are going to talk vintage. It's underway in the Kunawarra as we speak and I'm going to find out the latest. Let's talk fringe as we kick off the podcast. Tally Tickle, day. Good morning. How are you? I am good. You would be buggered, though, after a weekend <laughs> of fringe. My goodness.
1: I uh, know. It was sensational, though. It was really good.
0: Now, it all kicked off on Friday. There was a sea of of colour and movement. There was a sea of people. It was a, a great start to fringe.
1: Yeah. You know, couldn't have asked for better, really. And, um... I love the fact that there was just something for everyone. So, you know, and to be able to see 100 kids dancing at the stage to Peter Coombe, you know, and then five <laughs> performances and acrobatics and the whole place lit up. The projections on the Showground Hall, were all done by local kids and local artists. And it was just beautiful.
0: I loved, I was out and about on Saturday and everybody, literally everybody was talking about the start of Fringe. It was great. Uh, there was a host of other events that took place on the weekend. How did they all go?
1: Uh, Yeah, brilliant. And, you know, um, a lot of sellouts, too, which is great to see. So, you know, two big comedy nights that sold out and uh, two drag queen shows that sold out at Metro. So, you know, we're loving those numbers coming through. and, And like I said, the diversity is just what Fringe is all about, really, isn't
0: it? Fringe is going to be going over nine days. So we've got another week of amazing ecstasy. What's going on, Tally?
1: Well, tonight um, at the Robert Helpman Theatre, writers I are bringing a you know a slam poetry kind of storytelling event. So you know um, if you're a writer or interested in that kind of thing, Robert Helpman Theatre tonight. And then Friday we have you know pizza and pictionary at Caroline Hills Winery live music at sorrento's a cabaret at metro um saturday there's about five different events on including one that's down in the umpherson sinkhole which will be just magical to have it's called myths legends and fantasy and i can't imagine a better setting for you know music of that kind of nature down in the umpherson nine hours live music at south aussie you know um a nick cave cover band at the uh Mount Gambier Bowls Club. So I even love the fact that all these venues are very different as well. So you've got different entertainment in different venues all throughout Mount Gambier.
0: Tally, how can we find out exactly what is on and of course be part of Fringe 2022?
1: Beautiful. Uh, FringeMountGambia.com.au or look up Fringe Mount Gambier on Facebook, where there are some beautiful roundup um, video by Ock LaRue. He did a magical job, and uh, it's really great that we got that captured. Tally Tickle, Talking Fringe, and there are
0: so many great events taking place during the course of the week. Get online, find out what you can be part of, and go out and check out some amazing performances across the Limestone Coast. Now, Sarah Philpot is the CEO of the Bankabee City Council. She and I get to talk all about the Valley Lakes. She's on the line. Sarah, good day. Good morning. Sarah, it has been a few weeks now since the Fire at the valley lakes it's great to see that council has opened up a fair proportion of our beautiful lakes precinct uh there are still some areas that are no-go zones though where do we sit with the uh, the valley lakes and and trying to assess the damage that's been done by the fire
2: yeah, we uh, we continue to do that assessment. So uh, last week we did reopen Elliott Drive, which is the one that goes up to the Centenary Tower car park. And that also means that the saddle climb, um, the adjacent walking track is now open. So that's the new bit that we got open in the last week or so. Um, there are still areas that are closed. So up to Centenary Tower itself and the track that goes from there is... Um, is still still remains closed and that's because that was where some of the heaviest Uh, fire impacted uh, trees are and um, so it's still not safe to go in there at at this point. So when people go up to the uh, lakes area, they'll see a a number of spots that are still protected by fencing and that's because they're the ones that still need some more detailed assessment. So that's the process that will happen from here on in. Well, it's been happening the whole time, but Mm -hmm. we'll continue that process.
0: Sarah, any ideas how well the towers held up and and that uh, that entire, I suppose crater face.
2: Yeah, so we've been um, been looking at both the condition of the trees as well as the land itself because obviously when vegetation burns and with substantial trees and the, the lower um, grasses and bushes and so on are being burnt away, there's a real risk of some of the land kind of slipping. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't seen any evidence of that, which is good because we have had some rains now. So it's one of the reasons we've had things closed just to ensure that there's no lands slippage as well as um, trees but from here on in we are getting a specialist uh, tree person in who we've obviously got our own arborists who have been doing a lot of work to date but we have got a particular um, specialist coming in in the next uh, couple of weeks and, uh, and he will help with the fire damage trees and work alongside our arborists to make sure that um, we're really clear about which trees might need to be removed and which ones we're better off leaving in to hopefully
0: regrow. Mm. Sarah, one of the big questions that's got to be asked is about water quality. Of course, we saw the the helicopters that were fighting the fire on the day, a huge amount of water came out of the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, we've obviously got runoff from where the fire took place, so there's ash and dirt and all sorts of stuff that is flowing back into that system. Um, do we know what the lake quality is like?
2: Well, fortunately, we have got uh, running concurrently, actually we just put it in before the fire, a, a pontoon which is doing water quality testing and that's really been a result of previous um, algal blooms and just wanting to understand what's going on and is the cause of some of the quality water quality issues for the lake. So we are in that process of assessing uh, the quality of the water. So it's really good timing to have that assessment underway. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, where the lake... Lake is itself, um, those areas most close to the lake itself uh, weren't the subject of fire so you kind of don't have that slipping straight into the lake itself Uh, but there are other portions like Browns Lake uh, which are still closed, Uh, that's obviously not got the water quality issue but um, certainly some of those other areas uh, were more fire impacted than around the lake itself.
0: Sarah, we're going to have to watch this space over the course of the next couple of weeks slash months and see how, uh, how everything goes. But good luck with, uh, with everything that you guys are doing to, uh, to make sure that the Valley Lakes Precinct is yeah, back up and running and, and, a, and a, a great public space as soon as possible.
2: Yeah, that's certainly been our plan, which is why we've been bringing things on as soon as we're clear that they're safe. And I'm sure over coming months, we'll continue to see that work happen. And we know it's such a, an important place for our community and everyone loves it. It's a terrific um, asset that we have there. Uh, people just love it. So we want to obviously get it open as quickly as possible and safely as possible.
0: Hey, Sarah, thanks for joining us this morning for a chat and to keep us up to date.
2: Pleasure.
0: Now, Lovestone Coasters vintage is underway in the Coonawarra. I was driving through the Coonawarra the other day, and it was great to see the hive of activity that was going on. To find out what is happening, and of course, how vintage is going. Frank De Giorgio from De Giorgio Family Wines joins me for a chat. Frank, good day. Good morning, uh,
3: Ewan, and good morning, listeners.
0: Hey, mate. Vintage is underway. How is vintage looking for for not only you as DiGiorgio Giorgio Family Wines, but for the entirety of the Coonawarra?
3: Well, I guess uh, We uh, everything's looking pretty good at the moment, uh, to be honest. Uh, a bit of a late start. Um, you know, uh, Sparkling Base didn't happen until the uh, second week of March, which is really unusual. And um, other than uh, a bit of Riesling to come in from Congarong, um, we, we finished all of our whites uh, uh, on uh, Monday night. So, <coughs> pardon me. Um, yeah, a little late, but... Uh, Quality is looking pretty smart, and um, and the yields, uh, to be honest, uh, are remarkably good at the moment. So um, um, yeah, everything's going well, and uh, you know that's not just for us. I think that I speak for pretty much everybody at this point. Uh, things are looking uh, reasonably good as far as the vineyards go.
0: How long is vintage going to go for this year, mate? Do you reckon?
3: Oh well, I mean, look, it started late. Um, you know, like many others, we've got a fair bit of ground to cover, so we'll be going at least until the end of April, and um, you know, usually it gets into the first week of May as well. So I don't think there's going to be too much, you know, variation from that this year. Um, we just hope that the weather's going to be reasonably kind for us um, between now and then. Although putting my other hat on from a farmer's perspective, you know, by that stage, everybody will be doing a rain dance. So <laughs> yeah, I, it's always a bit of a struggle this time of the year to, to balance that, uh, that out.
0: Frank, you guys have not only got the, uh, the blocks in the Coonawarra, you've got blocks up at Lucindale. How's it looking right the way across the Limestone Coast, mate?
3: Yeah, no, I think uh, pretty much generally speaking, um, the, the lower part of the Limestone Coast, uh, you know, has, has um, fared very well. Uh, interestingly, earlier on, there's probably been more rain um, you know, north of us, um, so you know, I, I think, generally speaking, everybody's pretty happy with the way things are, uh, as far as growing and winemaking is concerned. Uh, you know, uh, the, the whole market issue, I guess, is, a, is another challenge at the moment, but uh, certainly for our region uh, as we sit today, I think most people are pretty happy.
0: Now, Coonawarra is known as Australia's other red centre. We talked about uh, your white grapes. How, is, uh, how are the reds looking for Coonawarra 2022?
3: Yeah, well, interestingly, we uh, uh, um, picked our first uh, uh, red wines, oh, other than Tempranillo, of course, from, uh, you know, that's an earlier red variety. We started on some Cabernet yesterday from uh, our Lucendale vineyard and Uh, Once again, probably not at its optimum uh, maturity, but you've just got to start somewhere. So uh, we've started on that and that looked really good coming out of the harvester and into the bin. Um, I've spoken to a few others that have uh, taken off a little bit of Merlot uh, so far and uh, I think within the next uh, week or so, uh, most of Coonawarra and indeed the Limestone Coast will be into their red varieties Um, and uh, yeah, once again, looking pretty good, Ewan
0: frank we might catch up over the next couple of weeks we'll talk a little bit more about vintage i hope everything goes okay i hope the rain holds off for you and we get a, a bumper crop for 2022
3: thanks you always a pleasure to catch up look forward to talking to you again cheers
0: that's it for today's podcast i'll be back friday morning with everything limestone coast don't forget to catch up with everything happening across the limestone coast make sure you look out for the Gambia local guide on listener you can catch up with me live on the radio, 6 a.m. weekday mornings
3: on the Limestone Coast 963 triple M.